0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Spilling the Chai. And today I'm with Serena. Say hi.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: <laughs> hi. Okay so oh my gosh I have so much I want to say but I okay (laughs) so basically last week I got my wisdom teeth removed all four of them so that's why I wasn't able to post so thank you for bearing with me but we're back at it with another episode and today I'm I brought Serena because I don't know we always have good things to talk about I feel like it's always good vibes when we're always chatting you know what I mean
1: yeah I feel like we start talking and then we just keep going on and on for an excessive amount of time like forever and ever and ever
0: and then like it's like those conversations you know where it's like you just feel really like your soul has been cleansed at the end oh my god i'm flattered (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i just feel so like happy at the end of them you know
1: Yeah, and it's also refreshing, I think. Especially because we talked so much in high school, but since college, it's more like, sporadic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically what I do with every episode is we just kind of talk about how we first met, any memories that we have together, anything like, funny, sad, whatever. Just like, whatever comes to mind. So we can start off with like,
1: you know, how did we first meet? All right. so I think the first time, yeah, I think the first time we met was through speech. We were both on speech team together in high school and Mm -hmm. i think the first real conversation we had was during award ceremonies so for those of you who aren't involved with speech speech awards are this whole long ordeal where they will call up every single category and every single finalist and every time someone you know is a finalist then everyone has to stand up even if that's like four people in a row and it's just this whole long tradition and you know, some really interesting conversations start up between people sitting next to each other at award ceremonies. And that's when you really bond with your team. Honestly, yeah. So I feel like freshman year,
0: we didn't really talk that much. I knew you were on speech and like I had seen you and stuff. But like, I remember when you would walk by the hallways, you would have like these big headphones. And I always be like, (laughs) Oh, hey, Serena. And you'd be like, Like you'd nod at me and then like keep walking and I'd be like, oh my God, she literally hates me. Like she doesn't come up to say hi to me. She Like I must've done something. You're like, I must've upset her or something.
1: You would be be surprised how many of my closest friends told me that they thought that I hated them when we first met.
0: Yeah, because I think it's because of the headphones.
1: Like this, it's just because the headphones because you were like on a
0: mission, you know? I was not cool. (laughs) No, it's okay. We all have phases like that. Like I had this weird phase like freshman year where I did like the surfer sign I'm doing it for the camera but no one can see this because it's a podcast but um I did like the rock and roll sign and I don't (laughs) know why I thought it was so cool I used it for like all my emojis I used it I used it when we were talking to friends like okay so there's this one guy who was also in speech with us Griffin and he was like um we had the same speech mom Shruti uh shout out to Shruti if you're listening so we had like driver's ed together and I just remember like Instead of, like, saying hi and, like, waving, like, a normal person, I thought it'd be really fun and, like, quirky if I just came in, like, waving the <laughs> surfer hand, like, in front of his face or something, and he would, like, make fun of me back by, like, doing it back, but, like, I thought that was him, like, reciprocating, like, the being nice, but it was just so awkward, and I'd be like, hi, Griffin, and he'd be like, hey, Perva, like, clearly making fun of me, but, like, I was not really you never realized that. it
1: just went over your head. <laughs>
0: exactly exactly so we all did, we all did
1: cringy things freshman year yeah I remember one thing that I used to like when I met people I thought it was cool to do like the up nod so like when you see someone instead of nodding normally you do the up nod and then like the, yes. uh-huh, that's see. like what the guides do yeah <laughs>
0: you know what I'm saying so many people I know in the hallway would do that and I'd be like what like I didn't understand but now I realize the thing that guys do when they're walking down the hallway and they yeah. do it's like they're not of appreciation
1: I guess it's so, like I'm too cool to like nod down, so I nod up, because like I'm upper class. I don't know. Because I'm upper <laughs> class, she said the
0: aristocrats. Who <laughs> <laughs> the wait, what's they called? The, the it's bourgeoisie. Like the bourgeoisie, yes. My AP Euro skills coming in. When we like officially met, I basically it, it was like a tourney where the theme was like Candyland or something, because they had some kind of big like decorations that were like Candyland. And we were going in and like I don't whole well, sophomore year I didn't break. So breaking mean I didn't place it all. So I remember like just walking into finals like normal. And I think like we sat next to each other or something and we were just like
1: admiring the people that were like on stage. And like we were like, I wanna be like that when I'm a senior. I remember, I know which tourney it was. It was Matia Valley and they had this like gingerbread house made out of balloons that we took a photo in front of. I think that's the first photo I have with you. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, good time. And I, had, like, I had my moccasins, like the black moccasins that I wore to tourneys because heels get uncomfortable when you're wearing them for 12 hours. Speaking of shoes,
0: <laughs> do you remember that one time you won like first place and you were wearing the sneakers?
1: Oh, God. Was that one time? I think I did that a lot, but yeah. <laughs> it became a tradition after that.
0: Yes, it became like a Serena signature, honestly. Go ahead, tell the
1: story. Our fans, The fans want to know. We have this one tournament called Downers Grove South, right? And it's this two-day-long bloodbath. So you'll have like multiple preliminary rounds, and then you'll have a pre-final, and then you'll have an actual final. And I was, firstly, I was sick, so I was like popping cough drops between every round. And secondly, I was competing in a category that I hadn't been trained properly and I was competing in STEM and my coach just wanted me to try out this category. Right. And by some miracle, like I made it to like the final, final round and like, I was the last person to go. So I never saw anyone who went after me or anything. And, you know, I'm like waiting on the stage because they call everyone up. I was wearing sneakers because I was like, you know, I'm probably going to get like sixth place. They'll call me up and it won't be a whole thing. So I go up and they, we like line up and they call sixth and it's not me they call fifth they call fourth we're at second and then like I shake hands with the guys next to me and he like goes and I'm like oh my god I'm the last one standing I'm about to accept this trophy in Adidas shoes (laughs) I remember
0: it was so iconic
1: yeah I think like like several people like in the in the audience were like what's going on Serena did you like forget your heels and I was like no I really didn't think I would make it this far but like Yeah
0: and for and for those who don't know like when you go to speech competitions you're completely dressed up in a suit like you are wearing like I mean at least what I remember wearing was like a blazer skirt like pencil skirt with heels and you're wearing that for like the entire day and it was like a power fit like whenever I felt I was wearing a suit I was feeling myself I felt so powerful I felt like I was like in charge of everybody you know what I'm saying. And, like, I would just wear, like, sometimes I would just, like, go barefoot. Like, I know that's so nasty now that I think about it. But, like, sometimes I would just go bare Well, it wasn't technically barefoot because you had, like, the tights the or tights. whatever. But, like, I would sometimes bring slippers. Sometimes I'd bring socks. Sometimes I just, like, gave up and I just didn't even care. I've gone to rounds for radio, which is, like, the – so Serena and I both did radio, which is basically, like, you talk as if, like, you're an NPR host presenting a five-minute news – kind of overview of like what's going on in the world and there,
1: a four of us not giving herself credit you not only have to do this entire broadcast in five minutes (laughs) but if you're like one second over like 505 or one second under 455 you automatically get like dropped a ring so it's super intense
0: yeah and you have like 45 minutes to like put together a bunch of stories that they give you in like a packet and it's like it's actually, like, a lot of work, and I don't know how I, how I did it. And honestly, I'm not even going to lie. I wasn't, like, the best, but, like, it's all about just, like,
1: just pushing through, I feel. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, Apurva was, like, a radio queen, so. Oh, no, you are writers. my
0: radio queen. You're my radio queen. I learned everything from you, like, because you're the one who, like, told me to do it for fun. And then, like,
1: our coach was, like, JK, you're going to compete in this now. And I was, like, oh, Okay. Wait, no, this is an interesting story because I've always thought that Apurva's voice has a very nice enunciation, and I remember at one point, I think we were just messing around in some room, like, after practice, and I gave her my broadcast, and we were like, read this. I just, we need to see if this can work, and mm-hmm. it was so good that I was like, Apoorva, we're going to our coach right now, and you're just gonna, like, show this to him and, like, show him your talent, and then, lo and behold, Apurva ends up representing us at regionals for two years in a row. <laughs> like... The thing is, so the people don't know what my actual radio voice sounds because they think that this is the radio
0: voice. And like, this isn't really it. This is just like me talking. Should I like do my radio voice? Is that weird? Yeah, Porva,
1: can you give me a radio intro? Oh, uh,
0: okay. I'll just do like, um, I guess like the intro, because that's the only part, like the hello, my name is the, that yeah, yeah, part. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God, I haven't done this in so long. And on top of that, my mouth is like aching because of <laughs> the surgery, so it's not going to be the best, but I'll definitely try my best. Good afternoon, Naperville. This is Apoorva Chattervedi, and you are listening to WIZT, bringing you all your latest news, sports, and weather. This broadcast has been brought to you by Colonial Cafe, scooping fun since 1901. The time is now 3.52. Oh my god, <laughs> colonial cafe that they would give you random advertisements like that and I would just like try to have fun with it you know but yeah so for the listeners that's my radio voice and that is why I am here today doing a podcast and a story thank you for listening and have a great day No, like my mom like loves you. Like every year when we would, <laughs> she would see you perform for like the run-throughs, like when their family got to see everybody, she was like, oh my God, like Serena is so good. Like Apoirva, I wish you could do that. And I'm like, okay, mom, like I'm doing good too. But I'm like, you know what? She write Serena is so good. Like, like my mom loved your sense of style too. She'd be like, her suits are just so, just so good. Like she just got everything, this girl. And I was like, yes, mom. <laughs>
1: No, I was literally, like, there is this one dress that I would always wear to speech tournaments and judges would leave, like, comments on my critique sheets that were like, oh, by the way, I love that dress. Sometimes having a good outfit can just be, like, the cherry on top. Honestly. And also, it's all about how you feel, right? Like, if you come in feeling like a boss, you will perform like a boss.
0: You know, that's so true. And I was talking about this last episode with Neil, um, where we talked about Decca and stuff. Like, it's honestly sometimes just about having that confidence and faking it. Like, I think I just kind of assumed that my sophomore year, I would just like get it. But like, you, honestly, even now, I'm still trying to fake my confidence, but that's okay. It's like a learning experience because you're always gonna be learning new things. You always gotta just put yourself out there. So it's like the art of faking it, but
1: like the art of confidence. I don't really know what the exact word is. I don't think confidence is a personality trait. Like you don't just have a confident personality. Confidence mm-hmm. is something to learn and something that you exemplify, but it's not really like, I don't think there's truly any confident people. There's just people who display confidence more than others.
0: That's true. You know, like Tyra Banks, I okay, I'm watching America's Next Top Model and I love Tyra Banks. And then also, side note, I took like a personality test, like the 16 types of personalities. And I, my personality um, type, let me, just, let me just tell you right now, actually, because I thought this was very interesting. I am ESFJT.
1: I don't really know what that means
0: oh, um, is
1: that extroverted something I don't remember what these stand for
0: I don't I really I don't know, know either um but the personality type is called a console like c-o-n-s-u-l or something and my friend Tyra Banks she has the same personality as me and she's all about you know having confidence and just like believing in yourself right and like having the drive to like get things done and then also I saw that uh, Monica from Friends has the same personality as me, like, on the website, they, like, it's the, I think it's the Meyer-Briggs personality test. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monica, I've always told people, like, I'm a total Monica, like, Monica is, like, I identify with her so much, and I took the test, and it said Tyra Banks, Monica, and, like, 50 other people I didn't really know, but I was, like, oh my (laughs) god, like, those are, like, the two people that I can, like, most, like, relate to and, like, kind of like agree with the most so I was like really happy for that moment but um I yeah, love know it's, it's
1: nice to see your like favorite character like embodied within you
0: yes exactly um I'm trying to think of like any other funny stories like if they're speech-related or I don't know even high school related or even college related I don't really know um I just remember like like in general like just us two like our friendship I guess was kind of more just like us giving each other advice and like just listening to each other and like i guess like i remember like when we would help each other out with speech yes but like even then like i felt like we would just always just genuinely want to check in on the other person and see how they're doing and you know like even though we wouldn't see each other like every
1: single day you know yeah absolutely even with college i feel like Mm -hmm. the first there was this gap, right? Because you went to college really late and I started really early. So during that gap, when I was like the only person on my campus because of pre yeah, we were still waiting, we would call each other like every day.
0: <gasps> yes, I remember that
1: because you had like moved, you came, went early because of that one program or something, right? Yeah. And it was just me alone in my dorm and like FaceTiming at Porva, hearing about all the <laughs> crazy things she was getting up to. <laughs> <gasps> what
0: crazy things was I getting up to?
1: Okay, not crazy, but you were—you started your YouTube channel, and you were telling me about how you were editing vlogs. You dyed your hair Yes. Twice. Yes, yes, I did. About my YouTube channel, just real quick,
0: I do have all these videos and ideas laid out. I just haven't had the energy to put them together because they're all about, like, college, and I'm just, like, really sad about COVID. <laughs> so I don't know when I'm going to be posting again on the channel, and I do want to at some point, just for, like, my own sake to kind of like finish what I started but I just don't know and then I started this whole podcast thing so I might just like morph the two together I have no idea but that's like a side note anyway continue carry on
1: (laughs) I mean it's all about building your brand right like you have a podcast you have a YouTube channel you can start your own makeup line honestly Jeffree Star watch out (laughs) I was gonna say it's interesting like kind of coming back to speech but A lot of radio people who are of South Asian descent or of, like, non-Caucasian descent will modify their last names to sound more pronounceable. Like, I know, I was very tempted to say Serena Thaj for a really long time, but I eventually just ended up, like, squishing it in. And you kind of, like, even with yours, you Americanized it a little bit. What are your thoughts on it? Do you think that's, like, necessary to make it in that type of industry, like, an entertainment industry or...
0: Oh, very interesting! Wow, she just said. Let me flip the tables. Here's the thing: I lived in Maryland, and there, like the city that I lived in, there was not a lot of other South Asian people um, that like went to my school. And I think there were maybe like up to three to four kids from my middle school. And what's actually really interesting now is seeing those people go to colleges that I know people from here like, from Illinois go to, so it's, like, really weird now seeing all these connections, I guess, even though I might not talk to those people from Maryland anymore, it's just still interesting to see, um, but anyway, so over there, I never really knew that they're, like, growing up there, I never knew that there was a right way or a wrong way to pronounce my name, you know, so I grew up there as a purva. like, that's what I grew up, my name there, like, that's how it was, you know, a chatter Chatterbetti, that was what I was known as over there um it wasn't until I moved here uh to Illinois where I started to see that oh no that's not actually how you should say my name it's actually Apoorva and then now I go by anything really um in terms of like how you pronounce it because I've heard different pronunciations but um I definitely do identify more with Apoorva now and I try to like say it I guess like when I do my intros I say like Welcome back to Spilling the Chai. My name's Apoorva Chattervedi. The last name is still kind of like Americanized, I guess you can say. But I think that's just because it's like easier for me to say it. But I feel like it's not really necessarily me trying to be big in this entertainment industry. Um, it's more just that's just what I grew up with. And so that's kind of
1: stuck with me, you know. Yeah, and I think it's especially really interesting to look about, look at people who are raised like second gen or first gen in America and see how American culture kind of like shapes their sense of identity right because you can't expect someone who is of South Asian descent who grows up here to have as strong of a connection as like other people it all depends how you were raised and the environment you grew up in and even like I can imagine moving from like Baltimore to Chicago to LA there's like a huge difference in like the South Asian communities that you've been immersed in
0: I kind of like that about moving. I've just been immersed in so many different communities that I'm just kind of trying. I'm just trying to learn now more than anything, and trying to learn about people, about you know, I guess diversity. I'm trying to put it in like nice words, but I'm just. I guess I'm just trying to observe rather than um, like force my ideas on the people. You know what I'm saying? I don't know.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Okay, one thing I wanted to talk about was crazy dreams. Like, have you had any crazy dreams? Because I used to write my dreams down onto, like, a notes page. And they're, like, the funniest things ever. But I want you to go first.
1: Have you had any crazy dreams? If so, what have they been? Okay, first and foremost, Deporva, you chose the wrong person to talk about this with. Because my dreams, are literally the most boring things. Like, I will dream that I woke up and I went to school and, like, did whatever and then came back and I go to sleep and I wake up for real and it's like I went through a whole day without even leaving my bed.
0: <laughs> you know that happens to me too and you feel like there was a whole day that happened in the middle and you're like you wake up you're like wait what just happened? I right? If- yeah.
1: Like did none of that happen? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anything like crazy? Have you ever had like reoccurring dreams? Ooh I uh, I feel like I have falling dreams a lot. Like that probably says something deep oh and psychological like about me. But I, yeah. I often dream that I am falling and then wake up upon impact. Wait, I swear
0: that has like a special. Me- Let's look it up right now. Okay, I'm looking oh God. up falling dreams. <laughs> I couch. get those so many times. Okay, as with most common dream themes, falling is an indication of insecurities, instabilities, and anxieties. You are feeling overwhelmed and out of control in some situation in your waking life. According to Freudian theory, dreams of falling indicate that you're contemplating giving into,
1: oh, impulse. All right, Freud. (laughs) Great to hear that from you.
0: He said some other stuff on here that I cannot uh, say out loud because, you know, this thing
1: is um,
0: PG-13, but... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> y'all right, know what I'm great trying to, to say know that all that is over there
0: <laughs> I get falling dreams all the time and I get them like I just suddenly like I'm walking down the stairs and I just like suddenly fall or like oh, yeah. I'll be um driving a car and like the car is going down a really fast hill and I like fall and like it feels like my whole body just like <clears throat> like it
1: just like fell flat on the bed mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're what you're talking about actually like I don't know, what are your thoughts on dream analysis? Like, do you think there is substance to what Freud says? Or is it kind of like, you know, your brain just crafts whatever based on the events of the day?
0: No, I 100% like believe in it. Like, the thing is, is because I get the most crazy dreams, like, at different points in my life. Like, sometimes I'll go through a phase where I won't really have any, like, dreams or anything. But then, like, one day I'll have, like, a crazy dream. And I'll just be wondering to myself, like, what does it mean? Like, the other day, for example, have you seen Spy Kids, like, Spy Kids in general? Like, the Disney movies? I don't think I've seen the full movie, but I definitely know what you're talking about. So, basically, like, there's a guy that owns this TV show, and it's, like, a crazy kind of uh, wonderland for a TV show. It's a Candyland, almost. Candyland seems to be a theme here. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, it's, like, Candyland. So, imagine, I'm, like, in this world where it's Candyland, and I think I'm, like, at Neek, like, I'm at high school, though, and all my old friends, like, like only like people that are younger than me like not people from our grade only people that are younger than me are like coming in and I recognize all these people and then they're like climbing monkey monkey um what's it called monkey bars monkey bars so they're like climbing monkey bars and stuff and they're like hey perva like come along with us I'm like okay sure and then when I try to they all like run away from me I'm like why is everybody running away and then I wake up and I was like wow I really miss like interacting with (laughs) all those people
1: (laughs) we're just so desperate for socialization
0: um another dream I've had is um I had like this reoccurring dream like every four years or so or what I felt like was every four years I went to New York City with my family and I see this guy in the streets he's like a clown costume he's got this weird little dog with him it's like a pink poodle and they follow me back home and then it's basically this clown chasing me at home and then like the streets of New York And it's, like, very, very terrifying, and it's one of the reasons why I really just don't like clowns at all. Like, they scare me so much, and that's, like, one of the reasons why, along with it, scares me. So that's why I can't, I mean, that's why I don't like clowns, really. Like, I'll look at them, and I'm like, okay, but, like, I really don't like clown scary movies or seeing scary pictures of them. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. Actually, if I'm being completely honest, the original, it really freaked me out to the point where I didn't finish it, but then Like, the new one, I straight up fell asleep through.
0: I've only seen a couple scary movies, but honestly, I'm not a big scary movie fan.
1: I'm like, I don't know, I like scary movies, but there's a certain element of quality, right? Like, you know the kind that come out every year during Halloween, and I just feel like they're not very well thought out, like, they just threw this together to take advantage of the Halloween, like, whatever. But there's a few that conceptually are very clever and very, like, intriguing. Like I think the Lazarus Effect was a really good one.
0: I saw the Lazarus effect that one is a good one because it could like low key like happen in real life those are the ones that trip me up the most it's like when it can actually happen and I'm like please stop I don't want to watch this anymore it's too real like black mirror or like the sciencey ones oh yes 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 those get me apparently my mom was telling me this and I don't know if it's true so someone might have to fact check me but like my mom was saying that they like genetically engineered like flies or something in Florida and that reminded me of this one episode from Black Mirror when they had, like, these fake bees, like, attacking people. So now I'm, like, genuinely scared for um, people in Florida. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: it sounds very much like the birds. What's the whole thing with the birds? Um, It's this movie by Alfred Hitchcock. And it was just, like, basically about birds taking over the world. I don't know. If you think about it, the the special effects are very old seeming but it's, it was very like new for its time. Isn't there one where like monkeys take over the world? I wouldn't be surprised but the birds was kind of like, I don't know, like people are noticing birds then eventually they start showing up inside the house and they just get like there's so many of them and they're everywhere and they're like out to get everyone. Or like there's like that thing, like that conspiracy
0: that's like oh like birds are made by the government and like, oh yeah
1: like <laughs> birds aren't a real thing they're just government spies. Like do you believe in that? I I don't know. I'm not a huge, like, fan of conspiracy theories, but then also people have pointed out to me that a lot of things that we take for, like, granted very well couldn't be real or that are very unrealistic once you think about them. Like what? Like what? Tell me, sis. I love conspiracy theories. Oh, I was gonna say, like, say we watch about, like, the moon landing being real, but I also could totally see, like, them faking the whole thing, because how would we ever know? (gasps) That is another one I've thought
0: of! Because I look at all the evidence and I'm like, it makes sense.
1: Like, I can totally see it. And I I very much believe that we have landed on the moon. I have looked into it, but sometimes I'm a little too scared to look into it because I'm worried it's going to, like, just creep me out more.
0: I bet there's documentaries about it.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But especially, like, I don't know. Then the other thing is the whole thing between the U.S. and Russia and, like, the politics of the Cold War and how that played into it, so... Who knows, it makes a lot of historical sense. They chose a good time to do it. Yeah, that's true.
0: I've heard that there's like this whole conspiracy theory that like the moon doesn't actually exist
1: and it's like a hologram. Okay, I think (laughs) that one's a little far-fetched because you could go anywhere in the world and see the moon.
0: Exactly, so that one I don't believe, but I'm like, you know, it's a good, it's an interesting thought, but it's just not quite there for me. Or like people who still think that the earth's flat. Okay, yeah, no. That There's way too up.
1: like we have calculated the circumference of the earth.
0: Yeah, I know. But that just like cracks me up. I love conspiracy theories and I really want to do an episode where we talk about conspiracy theories, but at the same time I get really scared really easily. So
1: <laughs> that would be kind of hard to do. Were you ever a fan of creepypasta? Creepy what? Creepy pasta? Was this What's just me? The- it's like internet stories that, how do I describe this? They'll be kind of like sci-fi-ish or like normal stories that have like a really creepy like twist or a really creepy element to them. Like I think one of the most famous ones is The Russian Sleep Experiment. Tell me more, I want to (laughs) know. Okay, I'm trying to remember, but to my understanding, The Russian Sleep Experiment is kind of like a, I don't think it's actually real, but it's the story that, it's written as if it was a real historical event and they were like, okay, so the Russians decided to conduct this experiment where they tried to keep people awake for like immense amounts of time. And like after so many years of sleep deprivation, they turned into these monsters or whatever. Oh, wow. Okay. No, but they describe it very like scientifically and very specifically to the point where like, it's, I know it, it sounds very believable.
0: Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, I was thinking like um, have you ever seen I don't know what this TV show was called but I remember like before and after school there was just one show that was about like history and it was like the creepy side of history and they would like tell you all like the truths about history there was like a bunch of kids that were like high schoolers and they would talk about like aliens like Pocahontas to like if mermaids are real but it'd be like really scary stuff like not scary you know when I look back at it now but at the time it was like kind of scary you know what I'm saying I remember watching that show like before school like every morning and I get so scared but like they would talk about aliens and like UFO sightings and like I just be like hooked like I just wanted to watch but I'm
1: like too scared but I want to know more I know exactly what you mean there's also a lot of tv shows I think that rely a lot on they rely too much on shock value and not on story development so, when you have that story development, it's definitely very, like, enticing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love conspiracy theories, though.
0: They get, they just get me excited. Like, the mandala effect and everything. When that, when that stuff was, like, famous, I guess, or, like, became popular, I was like, guys, I've been on it since, like, a whole six months before it became popular. Like, I was on
1: that. <laughs> no, I remember what you were talking about. Like, could you explain it again, just for the people? Yes, of course. So for the people,
0: for the listeners, (laughs) (laughs) the Mandela Mandela Effect is basically this um, conspiracy theory that um, um, claims that there's two like universes, I guess, there's like a parallel universe. And we've kind of accepted things that are um, kind of like general knowledge, you could say. Um, And we've all like, not everyone, but like a, a large percentage of people have learned it one certain way. But it turned out that the reality is is that the opposite of it is true. Um, I don't think I'm doing a great job explaining it, but for example, um, you know, Kit Kat. How's Kit Kat spelled?
1: K i t k a t.
0: Okay, so yes, duh. But like for the longest time, like I thought that there was like a dash between Kit and Cat, but apparently there isn't one. But I, for the longest time, time, oh my God, time thought that there was a dash. I felt like that was a really bad example. Another example is like the Berenstein Bears. It's not actually called the Berenstein Bears, it's the Berenstein Bears. Um, and like, grow through the berenstein bears are it's like this book series and um it's based on like a family of five bears or four bears and they grow up in a tree house and they learn all these life lessons and for the longest time i remember reading these books and thinking that the name was pronounced berenstein and the last letters were like s-t-e-i-n but apparently the last letters are s-t-a-i-n meaning the names are actually the berenstein bears but that makes no sense because so many people like myself have thought of it as the Berenstein Bears. Now you guys get it now. Does that make sense?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think another one that you brought up was like Chick-fil-A. I think it's like everyone thinks that Chick-fil-A is spelled C-H-I-K- Fil-A, but there's actually a C in there. So it's C-H-I-C-K.
0: Yeah, there is. Another one is Skechers. Like how do you spell Skechers? S K E -T 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 -T
1: -T 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 T. C-H-E-R-S. You're so close, sis. It's
0: S-K-E-C-H-E-R-S. Oh, oh, there's no T, right? It's things like that. And so I, under and like the reason why it's called the Mandela Effect is because um, people thought that Nelson Mandela had died in jail uh, when he was in prison, but that's not actually, that's not true. He was like, he lived much longer. So like, that's why it's called that because like, like a lot of people like didn't know. Oh, another one is like um, okay. For example, um, from Snow White, it's not mirror, mirror on the wall. She actually like the the evil queen actually says magic mirror on the wall. Ah, uh, oh, and man. another one is like Luke Skywalker. Um, it's not it's not Luke. I am your father. It's no, I am your father.
1: Uh, okay, I feel like some Star Wars person has pointed that out to me before. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah so like it's just things like that like those are things that you grew up with this impression in your mind like this is how it's said this is what it's always been but it's not that so like conspiracy theories like that i love those
1: too those always get me going (laughs) yeah i feel like this one isn't like the parallel universe it's definitely conspiracy but there's probably some interesting psychological reason to why we do this. I mean you're a neurobio major maybe you would know.
0: <laughs> maybe but I, I am taking sociology right now and I feel like that's just something because it's like been um we learned about social construction uh and things being socially constructed by humans so like a lot of things that we take for granted or things that we were just kind of taught growing up it's because it's socially constructed and that's like a bunch of people one day just like said it was going to be this
1: way and then it became that way you know what I mean yeah Mm -hmm. I used to watch a lot of like D news and things like that when I was younger
0: Mm -hmm. I also get a lot of my info from like twitter and stuff too
1: yeah I think I don't know it's kind of a it's nice that we can get information so fast now, like the news is on Twitter before it's published in the headlines the next few hours. But it's also kind of like overwhelming to have all this information and have to like fact check it for yourself to see if it's verifiable.
0: That's very true. I feel like I need to hear from multiple sources before yeah. making a conclusion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, But that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> So the last thing that we're gonna do is um, three good things. So I kind of explained this to you earlier. Three good things can be literally anything—just three good things that made you happy today, that just like, just put you like in a good mood or three three positive things about that day. It could be yesterday too, if
1: like not enough has happened today. Okay. So my first good thing is that I made mushroom Alfredo, and it was really good. My second good thing is that I woke up early this morning. I got up at 8.30 and I was able to be productive. And my third good thing is that I got new pens and school supplies and new school supplies just makes me really happy and I'm ready to start classes on Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. okay,
0: uh, I'll do quickly my three good things. Um, one thing was I got my, I just completed my sociology midterm and I really hope I did well on that. So it's just nice to get a big thing done and out of the way, you know, because I was a big stressor. So that's done. The second thing is, um, this is going to sound like really dumb, but like I kind of coordinated my like lounge outfit today because with COVID and everything and staying at home, I've stopped caring about what I wear. And I know it looks like really simple in the like in the Zoom, but like my shorts and my glasses and my shirt, they all match. And you know what? Sometimes little things like that can just make you like feel 10 times better about yourself. You know what I'm saying? We <laughs> love that for you. And um, the last thing was, oh, I got to listen to a great episode um, from Zayn Heath Unfiltered. They're my favorite podcast. I love them so much. Um, And they had a great episode today, and I, like, listened to that in the morning, um, just, like, when I went on my walk and stuff, which was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you so much, Serena, for this. I actually had so much fun. This was so good.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it, too.
0: Is there any last thing you wanted to say to the
1: the followers? To the listeners?
0: (laughs) I don't know. Any words of advice? I don't really care. Whatever. Any Uh, last
1: words? Best of luck, everyone who's going back to school. Stay safe. Don't be stupid. Wear a mask. Very good. I love that. Okay.
0: (laughs) Thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.